Blog Talk Radio. There we go. Welcome once again, everybody. Um, this is Rob Thrasher, uh, Spotlight on Success and Spotlight on just every, about everything we can think about here with the Spotlight. We um, focus a lot on Spotlight on mental health, Spotlight on suicide, and we talk about really kind of taboo topics that um, when it comes to mental health and um, suicide, we're not afraid to talk about anything. Um, we talk about everything, and we talk about it um, here on the show. We are um, trying to start our nonprofit organization. We're looking at probably, um, I mean, hopefully, like, my goal, talk to Amanda about this, and uh, our goal really is to try to, within three to six months, to have a fully functional nonprofit with the with the number that you get from the government and all that sort of stuff. And so please do go buy some fan shirts over at uh the link is provided on this show. Um, I'm going to jump in here. We're going to start talking. We're talking today, suicide notes. What can we learn from them, if anything? Um, and I found a, a great article or show. It looks like it was originally done through, um, hold on. There we go. Sorry, I had <laughs> some background noise here. Um, so anyway, so we're going to be talking about suicide notes. Can we learn from them? If so, from them. And we did a show, a pretty impromptu show we did with Ren O'Reilly's um, in central New York, Syracuse, New York. Um, unfortunately, she lost her brother to suicide um, a few years back, and he did leave a suicide note. And so that gave me the idea to say, well, let's, Let's study this a little more. Learn about notes, um, <clears throat> people who have written them and didn't act on it, or um, also in um, Rena's case, um, somebody who did write it, um, and she called it a sui- uh, or sorry, a um, uh, she called it a um, situational suicide. And I haven't researched that exactly, and I don't know if that's an actual term or that's something that was really like described her situation and um it had to do it had to do with uh failing health uh and suicide and um so it's interesting the notes she read part of his note on the show a week or so ago and so I'm going to play that now to set this show up <laughs> lord willing and the creeks don't rise as my dad would say we're going to get this I have it queued up here, 18 minutes and 17 seconds. I think we have it. So it's going to be, um, it's going to be about um, uh, six seconds in here um, where she reads the note, and um, everybody just uh, uh, listen to that for me. Queuing it up, and for everybody and, and for him. Here was his note. I will read you part of the note. Okay. Part of the note where I woke up this morning, my fingers didn't work anymore, the writing was on the wall, there was nothing left for me. Please remember me, Mom and Dad and Dave. And then the second one was I'd gone and got my MRI to the hospital with the markers for ALS. Now, my brother David died from ALS in 2018. So I lost two brothers 
two days in a row. Wow. Um, but Chris took care of Dave and he took care of my mom and dad. He was the caregiver. You know, a lot of families, they think, oh, it's going to be the girl that's going to be the caregiver. Well, so there it is. I hope everybody could hear it. I'm going to have, I have two callers here right now. Um, I hope it's uh, Amanda and her mom, Cindy. Um, and uh, we're going to bring them on the show in just one more minute here. Um, talk about this topic with them. Basically, um, <clears throat> Renna's brother had ALS. As you could hear, she lost two brothers within two days. I mean, oh, my God. Um, one was to ALS. The other was um, fingers going numb and testing positive for the um, genetic marker for ALS. Wow. <clears throat> what a week bringing tears to my eyes right now but let me see so we're going to bring on um, our callers and we're going to do that in just one moment also please when you read the uh the um the page that's associated with this broadcast um we've got a few links in there <clears throat> one is the uh one is the link there's a link to um Rena's brother's artwork and as you know we call ourselves healing with art um, and the links to to the um, the website where Rena's brother's art is, and she's trying to pick up and, and run with that and do this um, coloring book idea. They are adult coloring books, but it's not rated. It's probably not even really rated R. I mean, it's a it's a coloring book. Um, and then um, and the thing is, he he her brother created the coloring book for um, for. Uh, you know, just a kind of for people to pass the time. It was a passion he had, and um, and I and I'm surmising some of this. I I think that when when he wrote that note, um, it was because his artwork days were over or coming to a final conclusion. When he said he claims he says that he woke up and his fingers were numb. By the way, I I can personally relate to, um. You know, I have, uh, I've been multiple diagnosed with all kinds of things that make your fingers and toes numb, but um, it's, it's, um, it's uh, scary. And with, with me, the feeling that numbness goes away, with some people, it's never going to go away. And it's just um, a horrific thing. And uh, like I said, um, Rennick calls it a situational suicide, meaning that he had reasons. Um, I know a lot of people are going to argue about that um, because everybody's going to say, well, you, you have value despite your um, quote-unquote disabilities or other abilities, if you will, sometimes, right? But, um, you know, <clears throat> I had a family member who was uh, in a wheelchair almost his entire life, and at some point in time, he didn't want to go on. Um, but let's just say that he did, and he made quite a life for himself um, using just a uh, typewriter <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> Remember typewriters. Um, using a typewriter and what they call a mouth stick, and um, he's done quite well for himself. And uh, I pray for him every day. But um, he's doing well now. And so um, the only difference is that the ALS is, you know, is pretty well pretty much a death sentence and it's um so anyway it's it's a question of like you know how 
how dull or gloomy is it? If you look at the website, you'll see that I've quoted some things from some different sources. Um, and uh, one of those was about some studies in India. For some reason, in southern India, they have an incredible suicide rate. Um, <clears throat> I know they have a class system, and I, I, I kind of think that the class system is they're probably not the you know, they're probably the lower end of the class system, but it doesn't mention that, and I don't want to assume that, so we're not going to say that. I just have a feeling about that. Please go to the site. There's a click on there. Buy a Spotlight fan T-shirt. All that money's going to go to getting our nonprofit status, and um, 100% of the money that's raised from there uh, profit-wise will go towards um, towards the creation of the nonprofit organization for the Healing with Art CNY. All right, I covered that. I also have the source. Um, everything's on the up and up here. Whenever there's a um, article or information that I'm sourcing, I will give you a link to the source of that information. All right, let's see here. And this one is actually through the National Institute of Health, uh, NIH.gov. But it is on the site, so please check the source. It's a good source. And it's basically telling us that the overwhelming percentage of suicide notes, um, no matter whether they were situational or um, or situational or in the moment, if you will, um, the one the one clear thing, um, the one thing that they that that they um, uh, research showed was that there was guilt. There was a lot of guilt in the letters. And, of course, you know, so it wasn't that, like, somebody was being um, cowardly necessarily. It was it was guilt-related in the sense that somebody's going to have to take care of me. I haven't done my duty as a father, mother, whatever. Almost 60% are males. Um, and uh, anyway, you can, you can read the... Um, information that I sourced on the page. And now let's see here. We are 10 minutes into it. I'm going to bring on the two callers, and I don't have the numbers memorized, so excuse me, callers. I'm going to just ask you to announce yourself one at a time. And the first one I'm going with is similar area code extension 813. I think this is Amanda. Hold on one moment. Is that you, Amanda? Yes, it is. Eight one three. Yeah, that's me. Oh, hello there. How you doing over there in this part of upstate New York? Uh, I'm actually very, very stressed out. Um, it's a good thing you have you're talking about suicide notes because I am one of those that wrote one and still have it in my phone to this day and have not acted on it. And recently, I have been told by um, other people will say to go, and I will quote his words, um, go jump off a cliff like I always threaten to do, end quote. Well, um, okay, I'm not, <laughs> it's, not, it's not good, but it's a good topic, and I'm glad we're talking about it. Um, and um, I was actually, um, you, you, you did a good job there. You kind of jumped the gun on me. I liked it. You know, I was going to ask you if you had ever written one, if you possess one, 
Um, and, of course, after that, I want to ask, um, is your mom, don't say the area code, but is your mom's extension 225? Yeah. Okay, so good. So I wanted to uh, talk to your mom. I'm going to ask her if she knew about this. Um, if she didn't, um, of course, I want to hear her opinion and how she feels about that. Um, let me ask you a question, Amanda, before I do that. Okay. Do you think that it would help you if you took that note and threw it away and burned it and said you're committing yourself to being here with us forever? I honestly am not sure because okay. when I am when I am told this, now I don't know if you've ever heard of the term secondhand suicide. It's basically, have, have you heard of that, Rob? I don't know. Is it similar to suicide by police where you do something that causes yourself to be injured or harmed? No. I have been reading okay. up a lot on secondhand suicide. Mostly I've, okay. you know, watched uh, TikTok videos and everything on it, too. It's basically about people who want to do it but will not take their own life. So they think of, they hope a natural cause, something like um, a tornado or you get run over by a car or something like mm-hmm. that actually mm-hmm. happens so that they don't feel like they had to leave anybody behind and that was a natural cause. Mm, that's interesting. Um, and then, of course, like I said, the so many of these suicides are are um, are somehow guilt-related. What, if any, kind of guilt do you feel on a day-to-day or week-to-week basis? Is there anything that makes you feel guilty that might contribute to your your um, dis- mental health disorder, Amanda? Yes, quite a few things. I so give me the like, top. Give me the top one. I feel like I always have to be protected, and I feel mm-hmm. like I can't help people enough. Okay. And if I can't, and if I can't help people enough, I barely have, you know, friends, and then they leave me because I can't help people enough. And it oh, makes me feel extremely guilty. Okay. Now, that's interesting in your situation because um, you being on the show is potentially helping thousands, if not more people. You understand that, right? I do, yeah. Okay. Um, All right. Let's, uh, if it's okay, uh, we're going to bring your mom on. And your mom's name is Cindy, correct? Hi, Cindy. Welcome to the show. Hi. Um, is this the first you've heard of this note? Yeah, I didn't know she had written one. Yeah. And so I think I know the answer, but um, if we could convince her to agree with you to have um, somewhat of a maybe a small uh, five-minute or ten-minute thing where she would commit to destroying the note and destroying the notion of hurting herself. Would that help? Um, I'm not sure. There's a lot of things going on in her life. Yeah. A lot of stressors. 
and of course, I try to help her. Yeah. Yeah, of course you do. I don't want you to ever doubt that you're a good mom, Cindy. You've helped her enormously and immensely. And I would like to have, a, even if it's sort of just a, a little ritual, I don't know, Cindy. Are, are you a religious person at all, Cindy? Yeah. But you're probably having doubts. I understand that as well. Yeah. Um, I'd like to have a little ceremony or maybe we say just a little 10 minute for not tonight, not tonight. I'm giving you guys an idea that, and I'm, and again, I'm just an idea guy. I've, I've, I have been through a lot of this stuff. Um, but I know with, um, with you, uh, Cindy and with Amanda, it's, um, it's just, it's, it's just wearing you down. Am I right? Yeah. It's hard. You got to survive yourself. You got to do your job and make money for the family, right. and you have loved ones there with you in the house. Uh, I, um, it's just got to be enormous for you. Um, then uh, Cindy and Amanda, and it, and it's not not tonight. No pressure. I, you know me. I'm no pressure guy. Um, I'd like to just have a little a private thing, and um, just between you two, and um, maybe take pictures if you could, but whatever. But if not, that's okay. If you want to be private, that's perfectly fine. And um, I would like to have a little kind of thing where, where Amanda, your mom helps you. And um, cause you, you can't do it on, you can't do everything on your own, Amanda. And also, and your feelings of guilt, the reason that here's the irony of this whole freaking thing is that your feelings of guilt are over things you cannot control. They're over life situations that there's no way to freaking control. And and people get hurt and people do bad things to other people. And I know, Amanda, you've been a victim of bullying. And and honestly, I'm going to tell you right now, it's because you have such a good soul. You have a good soul and you mean well for everybody, but you can't provide that. It's not realistic to think that you should do is you should thank Jesus for you. If not Jesus, it's whatever, not politically correct here, but, but you should thank whoever you pray to. Um, you should thank them that you exist, and you should do that on a daily basis, Amanda. You should thank God that the world has you, and to lose you would be a massive negative for the world. And I want yeah. you to, to think about that. And I know Amanda and I have prayed before on, on um, uh, different communications, and um, I know it helps you, Amanda, and I promise you, that prayer is on the top of the list of coping and healing mechanisms. It really is. What do you guys think? Um, I, I would just like to ask you, Rob, if you knew that in 2017, um, Spectrum had announced that suicide was one of the leading top causes in the world. It is. It absolutely is, and and absolutely, and um, Cindy, if you, um, I'm sorry, who was that talking, Amanda or Cindy? That Amanda, was, that was me. Yeah. Oh, okay. You guys have very similar voices. <laughs> it's just tricking me a little. <laughs> yes. As a matter of fact, Amanda, if you go to the show's website tonight, one of the sources that I cited was, and I'll, I'm going to read it. Actually, I'm going to read it here real quick. Um, here we go. And it was from, I think it was on PBS originally or whatever, but. It also has um, citations from the uh, 
Institute of Health, uh, NIH.gov. Um, suicide is one of the leading causes of preventable deaths. Um, recent data suggests that South India, for some reason, has the highest suicide rate in the world. That was in 2013. 134,000-plus people committed suicide in India, according to you know, blah, blah, blah. And then um, the aim of this study that they did was to um, suicide notes and how they might be useful preventing um, preventing the tragedy of suicide. And then it goes on and it cites about another another bunch. Of, but basically, when I talk and that suicide note from Rena, from her brother, she, Rena said on the show, she goes, she said, listen, with the pandemic, the pandemic created a new pandemic. I mean, it didn't create it, but it, it fostered it. So the pandemic with the COVID actually created many, many more people. And also, and the, the, uh, the study, they, their conclusion was very simple. Let's study what these people say before they kill themselves. They really do provide information. And um, in the case of Rena, her brother basically said uh, three things. Um, number one, he felt feelings of guilt because people were going to have to take care of him, and that guilt was on his mind constantly. Number two, his one source of, of, um, of uh, you know, his one source of any kind of calmness of, of his mind was his artwork. And again, I want to remind everybody, Amanda and I and, and are working on um, healing with art. <laughs> because there seems to be a great thing with artwork and people just love the artwork of the people who sometimes kill themselves. And what is the thing, you know, what, what is the mental connection with the artwork and people? I know, Amanda, you write poems. We've got to do more of those on the show. Um, but it's, it's like an outlet that is a creative outlet helps people. But my question is, does the, like, extent of your creativity and your kind of your intelligence on creativity – is that somehow related to the to the issue at hand? Um, I saw five, six, seven years of this uh, mental health issue, and I think it does. And I think this is one study that helps prove our point and proves the viability of healing with art. What do you think? I think also I would like to mention if uh, I would also like to mention uh since we're mentioning coping mechanisms, another thing that can lead to suicide because of your own mental health is drugs and mm-hmm. how they play in it. Absolutely. How they play in your mental health. Well, that, and, that, and that's why the drug, that's why, and you're right, and you're so right. And the reason I know that is because I spent so much time with my other family member um, going back and forth to the doctor and the doctors don't have a concoction that really is like, okay, her brain is cured. They don't have that concoction. And there's constantly, if you get a really good doctor, they're constantly changing the formula. They're constantly changing your concoction and trying to figure out, okay, this caused more depression, but this one, at least she could sleep at night, blah, 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 blah. It's like an ongoing, never-ending experiment. And you're the guinea pig, unfortunately. Right, yeah. Oh, another difficult. thing. Um, yep. Go ahead. Another thing that could cause people to try to take their own lives 
by suicide mm-hmm. is basically, you know, dis- disabilities, you know, the services through mm-hmm. Office for People with Developmental Disabilities is an agency. Right. And mm-hmm. they could not be working fast enough or there could be a staff shortage. And something as simple, like if you were out, say for an example, if you were out and you were told there was a staff shortage or something going on like that, mm-hmm. and you were supposed to receive services and you have not, and you see someone out with a staff member, you know, what's that going to make you think? Mm-hmm. Like what? Am I not good enough? Like that's something that that could make you think. Right. Yeah. I mean, and there's, I mean, gosh, there's as many reasons as there are uh, means uh, which is also unfortunate, but uh, I had um, I had coincidentally mentioned because um, you mentioned a certain type of suicide that, and I and I had somehow just jogged my memory about what they call suicide by cop. I don't know if anyone has you know learned about that, but what it is is this: uh, it's literally like you you go out and you pretend like you're brandishing a weapon, and then the police kill you, and it's just another obviously horrible way to go and yeah and the thing about that one is like the police officer that shoots you probably going to be in the mental health care system at some point in time but um there's just so many things and and they and they said in this study that the biggest thing is guilt is guilt and and so that tells me and this is how what i think you guys tell me um let's see where are we at we got uh four minutes so real quick i'm going to say that guilt it's because you're a passionate, loving person. You're a caring person. You're a good person. You feel guilt over things you can't control. And trust me, I'm including myself in this scenario. <laughs> it's like I sometimes feel like this. You feel guilt over things. You see somebody being harassed or bullied, and you feel bad for them. You feel bad for the whole damn world except for yourself. And, and so what we need to do is, is try to get... Yeah, we try. We need to try to to get, and I think through just focus and prayer, I think we can help. It's not going to cure it. The cure is probably in the ketamine injections, right, Amanda? We've talked about this. The ketamine, the new research they're doing at uh, New York, uh, I think it's NYU. No, it's not. I'm sorry. Um, I, I don't know, but you put it on the website. Um, the hospitals in New York City and the big major medical hospitals all over the world, I think, are having big impacts. And they're providing these just new, this ketamine infusions, and they're having great success. Um, but the problem is people in rural areas like here in upstate New York, um, I'm in a fairly large city, but even here they're, they're not doing it. Here in, uh, I'm in Syracuse, New York, and here they're not even really doing this yet. You have to find a way. So, like, if you're a dad with a daughter with this issue, got to figure out a way. You got to travel. You got to take time off work. And as you both know, <laughs> as well as I do, I don't have time to take off from work. Somebody's going to have to pay the bills while you do it. But I hope and pray that we're coming to a point. Right, Cindy? What do you think? Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if somebody paid for the, for the medication, what'd you say? I was, I was also, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, I also just wanted to tell you that, you know, there's there's no way to actually stop suicide, but if we all just got along 
you know, if, if everything yeah. was not as a problem as it was in the world today, like, yeah. and there right. are some political, not not even political, but there are some equal opportunities as well, but people just don't choose to get along. Racism kills no, people. Bullying they, kills yeah. people. And, they, and you know what? Tell me if I'm right, Cindy. This is a perfect example of how Amanda wants everyone to be treated fairly, and it's never going to happen, honey. It's never going to happen in this the is world. A, it's this is just Amanda. Not. Yeah, I'm just asking Cindy because she's your mom, so she sees your personality more than you do, and it really is. That's the personality. That's exactly what I just described. Somebody who cares about everybody, but you can't. You can't. It's just not. It's not realistic to think that people will be treated fairly. It's only. It's only the only thing you can do, Amanda, is treat people as fairly as you can. And when they come back and they act like like non-humans, like evil, like not godlike people, we're up down to forty seconds, guys. Any final thoughts from uh, either Cindy? She just tries to help everybody, and then when they're like, "Oh, I'll call you," and we'll come down and we'll see you, and they don't, it really yeah pushes I know. to the edge. Yeah, yep. And um, that's that personality, that giving, loving personality. Yeah. Guys, thanks for being on the show. We got 12 seconds. Everybody, go to the website, um, facebook.com/slash/healingwithartcny. CNY stands for Central New York. Three seconds. God bless you guys. Have a nice night. You too. Bye. Have a nice night.